Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide. Welcome to today's interview. I'm so pumped to be with you guys today and pumped to have my friend Jeremy Allen with us. I feel like we're just going to laugh the whole time, Jeremy. So Jeremy is a great friend of mine who I know through Total Life Freedom, the community that Vincent Puglisi runs and I've talked about many times here on the show. And Jeremy, I've you know been connected with him for a couple years. Awesome friend of mine and awesome at what he does in his business for the company he works for and also the entrepreneurial journey he's on and the business he runs. So Jeremy runs No BS Branding. And basically, Jeremy got sick of the BS involved in, you know, working with big agencies, designers, you know, where they would use buzzwords to make clients feel dumb. They would keep prices secretive so that they could upsell things for other services and not really give you what you need. So Jeremy has taken his 19 years of expertise in this field and decided there's a better way to do this. So Jeremy works with small businesses through a simple and straightforward process that will improve your brand and elevate your design so that you can execute your dreams and make your business run better. So Jeremy, thanks so much. Welcome to the show. John, man, I've been waiting on this day for a long time. So thank you for having me. Well, uh, if you're here, then your dreams have been fulfilled and you can die happy, right? <laughs> I can. I can. All is well in the universe today. Well, I'm I'm so excited to have you today because and I think I want to jump into your background, you know, and how you got into this and then kind of jump into like branding, why it's important. And here's the cool thing I'll share with you guys before Jeremy gets into his intro. Some of the questions I'm going to ask Jeremy today. And again, like I always tell you, I don't script this, so he doesn't even know. But some of the questions we're going to talk about are questions that me and my team had for Jeremy, you know, within the last year. So we actually hired Jeremy to build our branding. And when we approached him, now he gets a preview. When we approached him, it was like, we just want a logo. And he's like, no, you don't just want a logo. And we're like, yes, we do. And so we had to learn, okay, why don't we just want a logo? Why is it important to have branding and not just a logo? And I'll just say on behalf of Andy, myself, our entire team, we were so impressed by the work Jeremy did that we were like, we, we couldn't shout his name from the rooftops enough, the work he does, how much he pours into it. He met with myself, Andy, Kate, like multiple Zoom sessions. Hey, guys, how does this look? Oh, OK, you want this adjusted? And so so, Jeremy, I'll just pitch for you so you don't have to first. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for how you helped our team with the branding. I know we just put our new team photo out with your awesome logo on there for us. So thank you for that. And let's kind of so reverse a little bit. Let's go back to how the heck you got in this and and why you just, you know, I, I know I shared a brief intro, but why you thought what you do was a missing piece in the marketplace and you started your your company. Yeah, man. Like you said, 19 years, 20, almost 
yeah, 20, no, sorry, I gave you wrong information, 22 years as a designer uh, working in various industries from publishing to advertising to internal marketing and design teams. And Which is crazy, guys, because you don't see Jeremy, it's audio only, but Jeremy looks like he's 25 years old. So he's been doing this <laughs> since he was three. <laughs> That's right. I got started at a young age. That's but. right. But yeah, no, it's it's design's always been part of my life. I mean, young artist um, and then really kind of trying to pick that career or when graphic design was really just coming to age back in the early 90s. But yeah, so being involved with a lot of companies, seeing lots of brands, sub brands being launched within uh, my corporate world uh, and my corporate journey. I got the opportunity to work with bigger agencies, smaller agencies, um, freelancers, and so on and so forth. And it was probably about five or six years ago that I kind of got out of the mindset of just the corporate cog and decided, let's see what this entrepreneurial thing is about. And that's when um, I was being poured into by a, a, a leader in my life. Um, it was for uh, I worked for a church at that time. And he was really big in entrepreneurial. He was an author, published author, speaker, all those things. And I hadn't really been around people that kind of put themselves out there like that. And so it was, of course, it was kind of fascinating and attractive. And uh, he really invited people in to guest speak and to uh, for and not force us. I don't want to say force, but encouraged us to read. Uh, and I was avid like hater of reading. And so anyway, just began that journey five or six years ago. Well, maybe close to eight years now where I just started discovering this whole world of what you can do with building your own business and how you can kind of like take the reins and control the things, uh, the outcomes of your life. So I just went through uh, all the different things that I could possibly offer to people. I mean, graphic design is more of a generalist approach to uh, design. So you can do anything from publishing to illustration to videography to anything. So I really kind of like went through that process of discovering what it is I could offer. And I tried multiple different things, but it it really came down to I love the exploration of creating a logo. And at that time as a freelancer and just beginning my journey of educating myself about the really deep dive business components of design. And I discovered that, well, logos are just a small, small, small uh, fraction of what companies use to build design around or branding around their businesses. And so I really dove deep into that world. And it was just, it just completely like blew me away what was possible. And so I was like, man, I, I don't see why more people don't lean into this, why more people don't understand this. And I just, of course, I surrounded myself. I was surrounded by other designers and designers encourage designers and they moan and gripe about things, about clients and this and that. And I just was like, there's got to be something better out there. I just don't want to join the masses of just complaining about clients and complaining about things. And so that really kind of like started me on this path of like, okay, there's more to this logo thing than logos. And uh, that's when I discovered what branding, brand strategy, brand design, and what brands were at their essence. And I was blessed to have a mentor put them just in front of me a few years ago uh, that had been doing this as well, but more so than I had. So he was he was several chapters ahead of me 
uh, in his journey. Uh, and he had already helped several large businesses uh, with their brands and just really just showed me everything. I mean, he opened the curtain and let me see all the processes and frameworks that he runs and told me to be more disciplined in my design uh, work. And I took it to heart and I've been running with that ball ever since. And it's just it's super fun. Like, I mean, you can probably speak to this being a client, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like it's not a stuffy process. It's not unattainable. It's not unapproachable. And it's really about just incremental buy-in. It's yes, you're hiring me just to be a tool, not to be a bad tool, but a good tool. Um, (laughs) I always use that and I'm like, that always sounds bad, but to just be a vessel, to be a conduit uh, of your ideas because ultimately it's not what I think about your brand or I may not even be an ideal client for your brand. So it's not about my opinion about yours, but it's really about you guys just opening the book to your business, whoever's running it and all the stakeholders, uh, like all of y'all are involved in building this business in this group. And it's really just taking everything and just really digging deep. I see so many branding experts, and I use air quotes Mm -hmm. um, if you can't see me, that have more of a marketing background or do social media or have one little aspect of it without uh, really fully understanding what it brand strategy, what is brand design. And they just ask really surface level questions. And therefore, you get surface level design, surface level thinking. And I'm really just loving the process of being intentional about every single aspect of your business so that like building a good house, you can lay that firm foundation that everything else can uh, just flourish off of. No, I I love that, man. And there's so much good stuff there to dive into on the branding side. Let's quickly, I, I know a lot of people that listen to the show, a lot of realtors out there feel like, how the heck do I balance it all, right? Like, you know, we have two young kids and so we often feel like we get to the end of the day and we're just like, oh my gosh, we made it to bedtime with two kids while we try to, you know, my wife's a stay-at-home mom. I'm out there trying to sell houses. So tell us if you can real quick. So you and your wife have four young kids, right? She works. She's an amazing, you know, she does Disney vacations. And so she's working and also, right, running the kids around all the stuff. You have your full, you know, your full-time W-2 job with lots of flexibility, but also what you're doing. Like, tell my audience, how the heck do you balance it all? How do you guys do it? I just don't think about it. <laughs> Honestly, because <laughs> if I stop to think about it sometimes, um, everything that I'm involved in, I mean, because a couple other components is I'm also uh, on leadership in our church and yeah. for my city that I live in to help kind of promote economic development and growth in in that. But honestly, it yeah, I just I try not to think about it. I just it's a kind of one step at a time. And I mean, being a man of faith, I just like I'm in prayer a lot. Yeah. I mean, and it's it, it is that continuous praying and that continuous like God, I just give me the strength today. But organ being better organized, like to give some practical tips about it, just like I'm, I grew up as an artist. I was, I'm so right-brained and ADD. It's not even funny. Like liberal arts college, and I used to prescribe to the inspiration will hit me mentality uh, when it hits me, and I need a muse and all that renaissance kind of thinking. And um, but really, what I've learned over the last few years is I've one got to be better disciplined, and 
I kind of got to put my big boy pants on and like learn some stuff about running a business that I really didn't have any interest in, but it's kind of crucial to making sure that everything can get accomplished when it can get accomplished. And the calendar. I mean, if I showed you my calendar, <laughs> it's it's I've never had a calendar this robust uh, with everything just documented on it. And really, it's uh, that's that's kind of it. It's 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 trying to be better disciplined um, mm-hmm. as, as much as it sucks sometimes. Yep. Um, but yeah, well, I no, love that it, you say put on your big boy pants because I feel like in our text or messages, I feel like you've literally told me that before. So you're yeah. not like telling people that it's something that you're not also like doing and telling yourself. But that's why I'm like laughing yeah. about it. Yeah, no, 100. percent I had to tell myself, I was like, all right, put on your big boy pants today. It's like I've, I've got to learn about P&Ls and all that fun stuff that I have no clue about. But luckily, I've got a great group of people around me with like you mentioned the tlf group has tons of uh resources i mean uh, as far as people that you can ask these questions to and they can help you with it and uh again my w2 has amazing people in leadership here that are willing to help as well and so i mean really it's just i mean being disciplined and surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you yeah, it's it's hard to go wrong. Um, and those people encourage you on top of it. And that always helps. I mean, I am 100 percent a Leo July baby. And and God, man, I need encouragement every single day sometimes. And it's necessary and it helps. No, that's that's great, man. So I love that. Thanks for kind of sharing a little bit more uh, on on the personal journey. Let's let's shift back to the branding because and and I kind of previewed it. I'm going to we're going to talk a little bit about the questions that me and Andy basically said to you, like, so I'm going to go back. I, I messaged you. Hey, Jeremy, we need a logo. <laughs> yep. And you said, no, 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 you don't like you were willing to do it. It wasn't like you're for it wasn't like what you really do. You're, I mean, you do logos, but you, but I think your entire business is built around if you're just making a logo, you're missing the point, basically. Yeah. Right. Just a logo is like, and I love the questions you ask. Again, I'll pitch, even though you're not asking me to, you are now giving away, right? Like a one sheet, which asks people these questions of like, hey, what your brand, if you're at a cocktail party, what kind of drink are you drinking exactly? And learning and what I think we learned was not to answer the question for you, but like what we learned was like to build the logo, you had to understand the people behind the brand so so when someone says to you like we did we just want a logo why is it important that they go beyond that to no you really need a whole brand strategy and and i'm not and i'm not trying to pitch you to sell you my product i'm trying to explain to you why it's important but can you just for my audience explain for realtors out there why is it important to not just throw a logo on something yeah so a logo, I'll just say this. A logo is one, as we all traditionally know a logo, even back in the day, they were like, the logo is the face of your company. That is dying. That that mentality, that process, that approach is slowly dwindling. And logos do not hold the inherent value that they once used to hold. And now you're seeing brands that have... I mean, for lack of a better term, an ecosystem around them. And so when someone approaches me and just asks for a logo, I tell them no initially 
But I only say that because that's not what most people will expect, one. And two, it opens the conversation to why. And the why is important in a whole nother level when you're building your brand and everything. But I just want to open that uh, conversation loop uh, to be able to educate because ultimately that's what I'm discovering is it's important for me to work with small businesses because there's a lot of information out there, period. Some of it good and some of it not, but a lot of the times people don't take the time. And so I want to be that source of education to and simplify things, to take out all the BS and, and make it accessible to them. So yes, I said no to you guys. <laughs> you need branding. Um, you need brand strategy. Simply kind of to your point is that I could have simply asked you what your favorite color is, what your favorite font is, like mm-hmm. show me some examples of things that you like. And it would not have ended up where it ended up. A hundred percent truth on that. And I often think a lot of businesses when they go to the fibers or the upworks, and I'm not saying there's not good quality people on there because there are. And I completely understand that some businesses do not have the capital or the budget to invest into their company at that particular moment. But still, I want to have that conversation with them so that they know when they are ready that they can speak more intelligently to it. Even if it's me or somebody else, they know what to expect when they're working with a brand designer or brand strategist. Um, But really, you guys, I'll I'll just kind of elaborate a little bit more on that Mm -hmm. um, concept is that you guys already had a great brand. Yes. Like the Andrew Welt group had a brand and I misquoted who this was, but it was later research and Jeff Bezos said this, that a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Ooh. A brand is your That's reputation. Good. That's a mic drop, though. That that really I mean, seriously, because. I think that's a good lesson for realtors because like imagine and I say this often, you know, if I help 15, 20, 30 people find a house a year and like 29 people like me, but I really damage a relationship on one. What is my brand saying when I'm not in the room? If that one goes to all the right. And I think we all know bad news usually spreads faster than good news. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's a reminder. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think it's a good reminder for all of us why you need branding and why you need a good reputation in what you do. And you need to like act in your business with integrity. Yeah. And really taking that thought one step further. Yes. A brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So that is your reputation. And essentially what you hire a brand designer or a brand strategist to do is to really sit down and listen. Like it's not about what I think about you. It's about me really, truly listening and asking very intentional and specific questions. Even if As y'all probably recall, when I first asked these set of questions, it was like, what in the world? Like, where are you going with this? It's completely, (laughs) these are left field questions that I don't know why this is important, but y'all rolled with it and y'all answered them and we had fun with it. Um, My audience knows that I basically question everything. So I'll just apologize because I'm like, this is dumb. Why are we answering this? This is silly. This is stupid. And then I'm like, and then I think when you showed us the package, I was like, oh my goodness, my mind is blown. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, and that and that's part of what drives me to continue to do this and work with small businesses because I love those moments of wow, those moments of wonder. And that same experience, I want you guys to be able to package up and to deliver those moments of wonder and wow for your clients and your customers as well. But asking those specific questions really kind of going beyond the surface. A lot of people can do surface level things and you can get surface level designs and surface level answers. They can sustain for a decent amount of time, but ultimately when a brand is built on a really deep dive, I mean, excavation, DNA dig, then you can really weather most of the storms uh, that business running a business throws at you. I used this example the other day on a podcast about, I mean, I've been a, a fanboy for Mac since 1993. But if you look at what Apple did different than what Microsoft was doing, Microsoft focused on the features, right? We offer this and they tried to go feature based. Mm -hmm. You can't compete when you're only operating on features because everybody can one up you on features. Mm -hmm. But what Apple did is they had a basically a brand promise, as I like to call it, that they made every decision off of, whether it's a business decision, a financial decision, a design decision, an advertising, a marketing, a PR, whatever the case may be, the essence of what they did in their brand strategy rings true from the 80s to now. Mm-hmm. And love them, hate them. I've had my moments where I don't like some of the things that they've done to new products. And why did they do that? That's not considering their customer or audience. But guess what? I'm still part of their tribe mm-hmm. and I have grace. When you align yourself so tightly knit with your audience or your customer base that there is grace given when missteps happen. So much so that they will weather the storm with you. And they sometimes will even step up and support you. Even instead of calling you out and giving you bad reviews, they they have compassion at that point. And really, that's what a good brand strategy will do for any small business. I've seen it hundreds of times for large businesses. And yes, sometimes companies pay hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars to do these. But what people need to understand is when you have a brand that's so large, that has so many touch points and so many extensions and so many things to think about, you're paying somebody to do that for you, to think about those considerations for you. That's a lot of, that's a lot of brain power. And that's why people charge. That's why big agencies charge as much as they do in a lot of cases. But on the flip side, I've seen agencies that don't do any work and don't ask any of the strategic questions Mm -hmm. and still charge you a buttload of money for jack squad. And I really wanted to kind of combat that, um, kind of going back to your original question. But yeah, yeah, I mean, branding, brand strategy, brand design is all important. Your logo is just a small, minuscule component of it. I've had the opportunity with my job to go through a brand refresh with another really good agency here locally. and we don't even technically have a logo. Like it's just a word as I, we like to call in an industry, a word mark. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at IBM, that is a word mark, but it also stands as a logo. And then we just have a simple mark and it's literally two dots. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's there's no complex designs and florals and badges and whatever the case may be uh, that designer thinks on trend. 
but it's it's just when we saw what they built that ecosystems I mentioned before around that that's when it it came to life and these two dots were almost had their own personality beyond where they lived in the word mark and everything and so that's really kind of that that deep thinking that creative thinking that you want to hire a brand strategist to do for you because again the logo small amount it's not always the most important thing fonts are not always the most important thing colors I mean, some people hate color psychology, but I think there's some truth behind it. And it's just really being able to marry all these uh, design elements together so that you create a cohesive message and that now you have something that you can build some consistency off of. I love it. One, I, I think a lot of good stuff there. One of the things I love is, you know, as I and I told you, I, I take notes here. When you said something, when you basically we talk about how you have to educate, I circled it and put like a big star. Because and again, I, I the, guys, this is not a paid ad, but I but I do feel, Jeremy, something you do a good job of. And I think, you know, through Total Life Freedom and Vincent Puglisi and write The Wealth of Connection, his newest book. I think we've learned this when other businesses are failing at it. But you didn't say, no, you guys, you don't understand. You have to do this. I, I really think our initial thing was you jumped on a call with me and Andy you talked about the process, why it was important to not just to do a logo. And then you said, hey, but you guys do whatever's best for you. If you just want a logo, I'm happy to do it. But I think that piece, right? So many, right? The BS you dealt with for 19, 22 years, like for so long of it, people are just like, oh no, like, like they would never ever think, oh yeah, I'll get on an hour call and volunteer my time because they're like, we're just right. We're just trying to get people on the, on the conveyor belt, go through our system. And so I think that's a huge piece of winning in your business, in yours and branding and mine and real estate and everyone listening to this in your business is be someone that's willing to educate people, be someone that's willing to help. Imagine if, and you know this, like if you would have been like, well, no, you need branding. You don't just need a logo. If you guys want to hire me, give me a call, but I'm not interested. Like, <laughs> right. Like no yeah, one no. wants to do business. And so I think, I mean, you got on and I mean, you're good at what you do. So, but you don't have to really be salesy or pitchy. You're just like, Hey, here's what I offer. Here's the value. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Here's what a logo is going to cost. Here's what the branding is going to cost. And we were like, Oh my goodness, it's a no brainer. We have to do the branding. And I think sometimes people can look at like, you know, whatever dollar amount and be like, oh, is that really worth the investment? But when they meet someone like you, someone that's willing to educate, someone that's willing to like pour time into what they're doing, like I like I've already said, jump on multiple follow up calls. Like I think often people are like, nope, I've given you enough calls, but I never felt like. And I think this is a lesson for realtors. I never felt like when working with you that you were like, no, you guys have tapped out. You, you've used too many of your free calls, right? It wasn't like a lawyer right. where you're, oh, yeah. no, there's no more. And so I think that's how you create success by just educating people, helping them. And sometimes that means, you know, doing more work, you know, than you really bargain for. But I think it's how you create those amazing relationships that people want to right scream your name from the rooftop and and tell people about you. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. And the kind of the cool part was is again to the to what led me to my why of why I do what I do 
is that so often you would hear the narrative from clients and from business owners of, oh, I hired this designer, but I hadn't heard from them in six weeks. And I, and then they show up. And so the designer didn't ask enough of the right th questions or the strategic questions, disappeared in their little design cave, and then came back with some fanciful, if not off point design showing you four, five, six options where it almost in a lot of times clients are just kind of overwhelmed because now they've got to make the choice and them not being of any quality. Like it's kind of, then you go back and forth with the client. Like, well, I like this and that. And I mean, so there's a lot of input from the client, but it's only input to your detriment as the designer, because you didn't ask the right questions to begin with. Mm -hmm. So communication and expectation are really two of my core values that I try to carry throughout how I operate my business. And that's why you keep referring to the weekly, biweekly calls. And it's not that I'm going above and beyond, but I think that's what is necessary in order for both of us to be on the same page, marching at the same time on the same thought process, managing those expectations. Because the fact of the matter is, is if I do the workshop and then I do the recap and I've just completely heard something wrong or wrote something wrong down, you get to see that. I get to present that back to you and you go, hey, actually... I think this is more the point. This is what I was trying to say, because, you know, as well as I do, people can hear or interpret things completely the wrong way in a lot of conversations. So that's why I do that. It's, again, to mention that incremental buy-in component. That's why I wanted to educate you guys on what visual language was, what the vibe or the mood of your brand was. And that was solely birthed out of all the strategic questions I asked beforehand. So each block builds upon the others so that the decision-making process gets faster and easier and clearer so that I don't have to show you five different versions and allow you to be the decision-maker. Because what I've done in the beginning stages is set the foundation so that you don't have to make the hard decision you know it's the right decision because we've gone through the muck and the mire and the mud together, and we know we're on the same page. So your expectation is fulfilled at the end of the process. And I think that's the thing that a lot of designers miss. I hear them grumbling, complaining about client revisions and changes. And yes, there are clients out there that are bad. And I know of uh, fellow designers that have had to cut ties halfway through a process just because of that. And that's a whole nother growing, putting on your big boy pants face too, that you have to accept, but you guys were a dream to work with. Um, it's and, okay, Jeremy, uh, you can blink twice. If I was difficult to work with, I saw one. <laughs> blink. <laughs> I think four, I think I have four blinks in there. Um, but no, y'all, y'all weren't. And even when y'all, y'all are like, Oh, can we like, y'all are kind of trepidatious with asking questions and pushing back. And, I openly invited that because ultimately that helps me to be better and to give you exactly what you want in the end. And I think a, a lot of designers miss that. And I think a lot of business owners or small business owners are timid to do that because of so much of the narrative out there about hiring a designer. It's, it's bad. I mean, and you know, in the real estate industry, every industry has their bad apples, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I, 
just again, you guys have been the good apples because you manage the expectations and you manage the communication touch points. And that's really, I think, the success for anybody in business. And again, that's why the branding is important. That's why the branding identity and that's why the strategy is important because now you've got everything on paper. I mean, ultimately working with you guys, I mean, help you to create your mission, your vision, your values, and your brand story uh, that you guys revealed to me uh, just made a better design outcome when it comes to the small components of your mark and your logo and your identity and how people experience you as uh, a real estate group out in the industry. I love it, man. Appreciate it. So much good stuff there. I want to honor your time. So as we kind of close out our time, thank you. I, I think I think this is very helpful for realtors and we'll get to the end where people can connect with you. But I think it's good. And I, I think I shared this to you when you did our branding, but realtors are so swamped. So right. And you saw it with me and Andy and Kate, you know, realtors are so swamped all the time that we can miss some things. We were like, oh, are we meeting today? Are we like, right? You know, and so it's so important to have these conversations, have someone do branding for you because, right, so many realtors are trying to do everything themselves, do it all when really you need an expert to step in. So thanks for what you're doing and how you're helping businesses and and what you shared. So for realtors out there who are listening to this and you've worked with them before, including with our team, right, you know. Realtors out there that are feeling frustrated, that are feeling like they're struggling, feeling like I don't know how I'm going to make it as the market starts to shift. I feel like I'm losing clients. What would be a piece of advice you would give to them? Man, man, man. There's so many like not to make it all about branding or brand design, but really the beauty of what I get to do for small businesses is to extract the essence of each individual and or company that I, I work with. And really kind of besides good looking design, slick material or whatever the case may be that comes out of that, ultimately I give you the ability to take everything out of your brain, get it out of your heads, put it down on paper, make it lips to pencil tips kind of thing where it's there for you to look at, for you to reference, for anybody you interact with, when you get frustrated, your brand promise is your North Star. It is your guiding principle, if you will. And it's nice to have those things to look back to, to recognize why do you do what you do. Again, I mentioned the why, and I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek and his start with why, and I encourage anybody out there, especially in the real estate industry, to, to read that book because it walks you through a very easy and simple process. And it's hard to answer, but it walks you through why do you do what you do, how you do it, and what you do. And that's just a, again, small thing that I offer in what I do for uh, companies. But ultimately, that will help you weather the storm. Like we all know that we have no control over for the most part, what the market does, Amen to what, that, man. what yeah. people do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just my own personal advice has nothing to do with running a business, but my own piece of advice that I accepted years ago, driving in horrible traffic every day was that, can I control this? I can't control this. Well, mm-hmm. what can I control? Why do I wake up every day? And one of the questions I even ask in my strategies is why do you get up every day besides 
trying to make money. Mm-hmm. What it, you, you've got to go beyond the money. You've got to go beyond wanting to be that famous person on TV selling $400 million properties and all the fancy schmancy yep. stuff. And have a little passion about what you do. I mean, that always that always is helpful. I know tons of real estate agents in my area, and the ones that I see succeed the most are curious. I mean, they're just curious about everything. And sometimes that curiosity leads them to maybe hire social media strategists to do to handle the minutia of social media that is involved with that. Um, it's surrounding themselves with people who are, are groups, um, whether that's from chambers to real estate groups to communities like yourself that you've built uh, to just really encourage to build up, to lift up, to let you know that you are not alone. Even me not being in the real estate game, that the struggles are out there. But I, I will kind of close with this kind of revelation I've had this week. Um, I don't get my shoes shined very often. It's not something that I am I'm, I've privileged myself to do. But I discovered when you start like that, I'm so intrigued on where we're going. So much that my voice squeaked. <laughs> uh, so, but they're like. Three blocks. I, I work downtown in Birmingham, Alabama, and there is a business just three or four blocks from me that I was just walking out, getting some fresh air one day, and just, just curious. Again, I was curious. I walked in. And this business has been in operation for 103 years. Wow. They have only operated with cash for 103 <laughs> years. And I was like, okay, I've never got my shoes shine, but I know that they're just, they're nasty and they need to be worked on. And I mean, I like to feel dressed nice. I like to, I'm not a hoodie person like yourself. Um, I feel <laughs> judged. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with judged. hoodies. I've got a few. <laughs> but my point being is, is I didn't know. And she's like, oh, we only do cash. You pay the house a dollar and you just tip him. I was like, well, I, I'm like what do you pay somebody? Like three, four bucks. I was like, really? Three or four dollars? That's all he gets per client? Like, so it was anyway. My point being is, is I went above and beyond. I mean, I paid him ten dollars to shine my shoes. Uh, we had great conversations. I learned a lot about people. I was curious about him. I was curious about the owner. But I say that kind of in opposition of to most designers out there that are trying to get you to do all the slick advertising designing stuff because that makes them money. But it ultimately that was their reputation. They've weathered the storms and they've been cash only, which blows my mind. And I really hopefully going to highlight that on my site uh, in the coming weeks or at least on my social media. But I mean, just like your brand is your reputation. It's how you treat people. It's Mm -hmm. how you interact with people when you've got that thorn in your side or when something is is getting at you or when your schedule is all out of whack. And that to me kind of not from my own experience, but just from witnessing this from other companies. I mean, that for them to last 103 years only operating in cash, they had to have a good reputation. And then to be in a building that's downtown Birmingham, prime real estate, and only like, it just kind of blows my mind. Like on paper, it should not be functioning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here they are. Alabama's a crazy place, guys. That's all I got. Alabama's a crazy place. It is not as backwards as everybody thinks it is. <laughs> we, It is a very flourishing town. Um, it is a good creative uh, place to be. There are pockets. I grew up in one. I was born and raised in one of the... Yeah, I was born and raised in one. 
I mean, we could, that's a whole nother podcast on its <laughs> that's own. That's another it podcast. Be, yeah, I think it might be a murder mystery podcast that I can talk <laughs> about that on. So, Jeremy, take us to so so you gave a great piece of advice for realtors, which is control what you can control, have a little passion, what wakes you up in the morning, and be curious. Take us to a point real quick in in your life. Maybe it's when you started your company. Maybe it's a transition. Maybe it's stuff with the kids. Take us to a point real quick where you kind of went through something difficult or hard. And and so tell us what it was real quick. And then what would be a piece of advice you would give that version of yourself? Man, that's a good one. Yeah, I I mean, I don't have one of those Russell Brunson pivotal moments that was my bridge to success kind of things, but really just just not accepting the daily grind. I was, I mean, really, I mean, now that I kind of think back, I mean, there was a point where I guess the beginning of kind of my journey, if I think back far enough is I had a a job and it was a great job. I did well in my job, but I got fired. And oddly enough, the man that owned the business that fired me, I went to church with and he was a godly man. And he even attributed his prayer life leading to firing me because he felt it was in God's will, which, of course, I was like, uh, God forgot to mention that to me. So <laughs> what's up with that? Um, I've but, been fired from many jobs, Jeremy. I don't know if they ever prayed and God told them to fire me. Maybe that's why I struggled. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's the only time I've ever been fired. But he said, you'll thank me later. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Really, dude? Mm -hmm. But two weeks later, I did. I thanked him. I saw him in the halls at church, and I did thank him uh, because I had gotten complacent. I got Mm. comfortable. I was just going through the motions. I was on autopilot, if you will. And so that really shook me. It really reset me. I just really, I got in a job, and I just dedicated myself to that to just really be better to like it was in the public it was a totally different industry and that had its trials and tribulations like i had a verbally abusive boss at the time and it was it was a constant struggle and but i did it for 10 years until it hit me like within my spirit that i'm not growing like i, I again i wasn't i wasn't bored or complacent and i wasn't just going through the motions but i hit my peak at like my skill level for that particular job and i was like i've got to explore what else is out there and that's really kind of what set me on foot where i had that job with the the lead pastor was the entrepreneurial guy god put him in my life opened the world of entrepreneurship i had struggle moments micro struggle moments every single week if not year to what i was going to do again there's 20 different options in front of me and i was just like I could try videography, I could do straight up print design, I could do social media, I could all these things. But again, it came down to that exploration, how you can take something that's in somebody's head and really bring it to life in a mark or, or a brand or brand identity. And really now kind of after running this process and framework on just dozens of clients, it's just a joy for me to do this mm-hmm. for small businesses. And it's a lot of, it's a, fun process like we have fun together and the moment that i get to present those final 
experiences uh, after all the weeks and weeks and weeks of conversations and phone calls and everything and get to reveal that to them. I mean, my very first client that I did for way little amount of money just to kind of get my feet wet, she cried. Like Mm -hmm. when I showed her that uh, final just experience uh, that she had had in her head for so long or what she was trying to articulate, I was able to take that and really uh, just make it come to life, to breathe life into it. And I mean, she had tears of joy and I was just like, all right, this is it. This is, this is, Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. And really to help bring branding and brands to life through good design, elevating the role of design is one of my mantras, as you said, and educating small businesses on that, because again, people don't take the time to set a good firm foundation with their branding because everything you do, whether it be marketing or advertising or PR or hiring or customer experience or employee experience, everything, everything in your business Mm -hmm. needs, and I don't say that just to pitch a business, but needs that solidified, articulated, firm foundation that why you do what you do so that everybody can join in on this journey that you're on together. And that's really what you want your customers to feel too, because you're, you ultimately want to articulate all this to create a future. And that's what a lot of designers and brand strategists do. They're future thinkers. Like we put you in the position of like, Hey, let's, let's go 10 years out and see where you want to be. And really you want to be excited about the future and where you're going to go. And then you just want to invite and ask your clients or customers to join you in this journey to create this new future together. Yeah, I love it. And and I don't even know if you realize this, but I I, I laugh when you said elevate the role of design because I'm literally staring at it on the blackboard behind you at the right at the very top. So you live it and do it in your business and, and how you help people in branding. So, dude, love you, man. Thank you for your time. Tell us where people can find you, connect with you, see what you're doing, keep in touch with you, all the things. Yeah. Uh, so No BS Branding is uh, the name of my business. And you can go to nobsbranding.com. And uh, I have my portfolio on there that you can look at some of the past work. Even uh, y'all's work is on there and some of uh, the language and designs that I created for you guys. And then there's a couple calls to action on there where I just ask you to trade an email and I'll give you basically a six to 12 page document of strategic questions, even with prepared sticky notes that you can go on and digitally document the answers to those questions. And it's literally the exact workshop that I ran you guys through in the very beginning of it. And I, it's free. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, I just asked for an email and, and trade so that I can send it to you and you get to kind of start that process, start that ball rolling of strategically thinking about all these brand decisions uh, that you want to make in your company. I love it, man. Appreciate it. Nobsbranding.com. And I think one of the things that's really cool about what you're doing, Jeremy, and I think, I mean, this is part of like being in Vincent's group, Total Life Freedom. This is part of like being a Christian and a man of faith is like, we get to change the industry, right? Like what I see you doing is changing the industry where you're not going to like, hide the cost. You're going to be shoot straight from the start with people. You're going to be honest. And so I love connecting with people who really want to like 
like we're going to be honest. We're going to have integrity. Sometimes that means hard conversations, but we're going to do those things that we have to do and do it with honor, integrity and really change our industry. Right. Real estate. There's yeah. so many people that are being dishonest, trying to, you know, screw you sideways. And so I feel like it's so cool to connect with not only great friends, but awesome people who are, you know, changing their industry and, and what they do. So appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Guys, check him out. NoBSBranding.com. Thanks, Thanks Jeremy. Hey, we'll talk to you soon, bro. Anytime. Thank you so much, Jeremy Allen, for being such an awesome guest. He's a great friend, and it was such an honor to have him on the show today. I hope you guys really enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it with Jeremy today. So a few of my quick takeaways as we wrap up. I love how, you know, I kind of at the beginning kind of dove into the personal stuff and just asked, like, how the heck do you guys do it? Both working, you know, multiple jobs, four kids. And I love the stuff that he shared, you know, have better discipline by praying, organizing, having a calendar, you know, putting on my big boy pants. And sometimes in real estate, we have to do that. We just got to suck it up and deal with it. And I think another cool part was just be around people that are smarter than you at his job, totally freedom. He shared examples of how he's around other people smarter than him. And, you know, he's not the smartest one in the room, which I think is huge. I love what he does in his business. And like I shared on the episode, how I kind of highlighted and starred how he educates. I think that is a huge lesson for us as realtors. Are we educating our clients? Are we educating our clients about what we do? Are we educating our clients about why they need a realtor or why they, you know, I had a client recently that wanted to buy a home with the listing agent. And I said, do you understand that they have fiduciary responsibility to the seller first and foremost? Like, And so it's just about communicating and educating our clients. So I love that. You know, I loved his piece of advice for realtors to just, as you think about your brand, think about your North Star, think about why do I do what I do? You know, the advice there was really you know, as you think about the market and shifting, can I control this? What can I control? And I love this because this is so big in everything I do. Why do I do what I do besides money? Like have a little passion, have a little curiosity. And so I think like, right, controlling what you can control, which we've talked about before, and being curious, being passionate are huge. I loved his, and, and kind of as we close this out, I loved his you know, advice to himself there at the the end, you know, he got so complacent in a job that he, you know, got fired and the boss said, you'll thank me later. And he realized I'd, I'd gotten complacent. I think in real estate, man, doesn't this apply so much to what we do? We can become so complacent. We can just, you know, get into the day-to-day -day grind that we don't even think about why we're doing it. We don't even put our passion and energy into it. So, Lots of good stuff from Jeremy Allen. I hope you guys learned a ton. I'm sure you did because I know I did. He's amazing, like I said. And again, that's why our team hired him. So make sure you check out what Jeremy's doing. Jeremy Allen, social media, and also check out his website, nobsbranding.com. Check out the free branding workshop template. It's amazing because it's the stuff that, you know, that we did when we 
built our brand. And so please check out what he's doing. Again, nobsbranding.com. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks so much, Jeremy, for being such an awesome guest today. Appreciate you guys all for listening, and I'll see you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.